0: Ilana Musk it's a fire. All right, baby. Uh, a, we shouldn't be this upbeat because we're Knicks and Celtic fans, just so we are. Yeah. Like,
1: I, I do uh, want to uh, I do want to start with the Knicks because uh, we, we did a pod yesterday and it was a, a deeper dive on, on the Celtics. So we've kind of done that a, a bit. Fair enough. Um. So I, I do want to start with the Knicks. I want to give ample time for that
0: before we move to other things. Fair enough. Okay, so I, I'm, I'm going to go first only because – um you know i'm a nick fan uh so i i think we have to first of all congratulate the team on on ridiculously overachieving and being yeah. the four seed with just a dearth of talent I, I mean as as excited as i was as as clearly delusional as i was that we i thought we had a chance in the series um i'm, I'm ecstatic about the season uh, i think you got to the four seed tibbs helped the team play like they were a playoff team. Not not actually, that's not what I meant to say. They helped the team play like it was a playoff game every game of the regular season, which is why they were four seed. And then the other team started playing hard too. (laughs) And then all of a sudden the talent just didn't shine through. I mean, I think that was clear. The defensive intensity that Atlanta was able to bring. Now, Nate, I think also, Nate McMillan has done a fantastic job and it has has been um, since he took over. You know, the, the Hawks, uh, we'll talk about that another time. But I, I'm very impressed with Trey Young's uh, ascension, I should say, into stardom. I think he has not been a star till this point, and he has played like one. I mean, it was just he was unstoppable against the Knicks, and uh, we could no answer. Randall and his eight turnovers were no answer. So uh, not, not to belabor Randall. I mean, the Knicks got it. He, he improved, and they don't have enough talent around them. It's shown through. It was a successful offseason. And uh, that's my take. Anything to add, A. Tom?
1: Yeah, uh, a few things. So, so first of all,
0: uh, this is why I said this before, and I'll say it again.
1: One of the best coaching jobs in my lifetime across all four sports. The other major, great coaching job that's up there with there is is Belichick uh, with his, you know, one of his first uh, one of the first Pat Super Bowl runs. Right beyond that, I mean, these are one of the best. It's one of the best coaching jobs. What do you want your coach to do? You want him to max out talent. And and look at the cast of characters you gave this coach, right? These were guys that were, let's just be honest, they were backups on mediocre teams. Derek Rose was a backup on mediocre teams. Um, Randall was kind of thrown around the league and and, and you know Fisdale didn't, didn't didn't shine through there. You can make, yeah, you, know, you can explain why that was, but it still was the case. Bullock again was was a a barely a rotational guy on again, a bunch of mediocre teams, uh, with the exception of the Lakers maybe. Actually, when he was there, he was also that was also a mediocre team, um, and, and and these were key and Alec Burks as well, right? And these were key figures. Uh, these were top three, four, five guys in the rotation, um, and then Noel and then Mitchell Robinson goes down, and then he finds a way to, to get Taj Gibson off off the waiver heap. I mean, like the 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 coaching job is is incredible. talent wise, this is not a top twelve talented team in the conference. With this, if you told me this is the lineup, and I, I had to figure out, I don't even know what the city is and right. whatever what they where they finish. I'm saying 12th, okay? So go right. from 12 to four <laughs> is incredible. That's the first thing I want to point out, just to give credit to yeah. the
0: yeah. teams. and I'm, thing- I'm just going to tell you when when I I said this, it's funny. Well, we were we were texting a long time ago when I said, well, you know, maybe maybe a blessing in disguise. The Knicks look really good. Mitchell Robinson goes down. It's before he went down. Mitchell Robinson goes down, and the Knicks get all the positive hype and still get a high draft pick. And Mitchell Robinson went down, and Tibbs still yeah. managed to make them competitive. I, I didn't think that was going to happen. I think he he's such an important piece to that team that came out in the playoffs, but in the regular season they were able to overcome that. I, I don't even know how. Still, I don't know how. So th- that's one thing. And and by the way, you know, you have,
1: and Nate McMillan is one of the more underrated uh, coaches as well over the last 10, 15 years. I mean, he's been doing this for a while. And, um, you know, he continually gets fired for, for weird reasons, and he doesn't get looked on as, like, a, a, one of the better, you know, a good coach. He's on the opposite end. He's usually, like, been the interim coach and been on teetering the fence. But you look at the last – he's always done a good job everywhere he's gone. So, obviously, Atlanta, they improved, right? Uh, he came in the Indiana situation. They overachieved last year. They were hurt. They still found a way to make the playoffs with, with Nate McMillan as the coach. Pre that, you know, he's in his Portland days. Um, and, again, like, the Portland team was teetering the playoffs. But when he leaves, they tank. Okay? And then before that was Seattle. So, and, and they were, again, sneaking into the playoffs when they shouldn't have. So, he also overachieves with his teams. You're absolutely right about Trey. The, the ascension of Trey, to me, is more about knowing not to do too much. Which, by the way, is a very hard thing for superstars to learn. Like, you and I i have, have never. We, we we can't understand what it means to be this talented, and like I can envision if you were you know throwing forty a game in high school and killing it in college and then coming in the NBA your first couple of years and everyone's calling you the future franchise of the team, you're gonna feel so it's it's hard it's hard for your ego not to take over to an extent you know and you're gonna right. feel like no, and, and, not, to and not just that
0: usage. you and he plays within the success. team. I mean if you're right if you're Trey Young I mean you are scoring forty you are scoring. You know, at the end of the day, your stat line looks fantastic. Your team just lost, uh, so it's, it, it's a hard balance. It takes time. I mean, I think. Look, I, I I'm. We started off the season on our initial pod, and and we were we were both down on Trey, and I think he he really he really took it a, a step forward. And I think, yeah. I do think one thing, uh, which I don't know, it was a humbling experience for me. I did not think coaching mattered as much. I'm willing to to come out and you know, fall on my sword. I really said, you know, at the end of the day, you need to have the talent, and obviously still, the talent matters more. but but right. even with Trey Young, right? is it is it Trey Young who necessarily got that much more mature or did he buy into Nate Mcmillan? And he did I think, you know, he bought I think it. right. That's what I'm saying. I'm saying I think you you need to like especially especially, you know, on a young team, I don't think it's a coincidence that I, I think Rick Carlisle is another fantastic coach. I think if yeah. they don't have, if Dallas doesn't have, if Luca doesn't have a good coach like Rick Carlisle to help, to help, you know, guide him a little bit, you know, it's like Devin Booker and Devin Booker needed some time too until, uh, until, till Monty Williams. So I'm saying I think the coaching matters more than, than, than I realize, especially in the playoffs. And I will say, just to, to go back on that, uh, look, as much as I, I, it's a, if I find it, you know, almost, disrespectful in a way to criticize Thibodeau because like we talked about did a fantastic job he made no adjustments uh at all in in the series I mean I think playoff basketball is different than regular season basketball and you see the adjustments that that uh atlanta mate and, and you know to cut to to, to double cut to double randall i mean randall torched them during the regular season they did not defend him the same way in the playoffs and as a result he had eight turnovers which is highly un- like in his last elimination game which is very uncharacteristic for him this season and um tips did not he just did not adjust he didn't he didn't have the offensive firepower i mean the main adjustment is is not playing out not starting out for peyton something we all knew you know i don't know that's the only disappointment yeah. i have on him is that He's very, very rigid in his ways. He didn't. I think you needed to. You were losing. I mean, look, the Knicks scored 80 points, like, in that game. You can't. You can't. You should have put Toppin at the five. I don't, I don't. I still really don't understand yeah. why I didn't put yeah. try to go all offense. I mean, at the end of the day, the reason the Knicks lost. That's not Trey Young, actually. That's that's the the key here. The reason the Knicks lost is Clint Capella. I think that's if you watch a game, you understand that they didn't have the yeah. de- defense. The defensive. They couldn't get to the hole because he was blocking them left and right, so there's no penetration. They were swarming the defense, and they they basically played five, four and five because the, offense, the Knicks have no offense at the center position, none. Noel and Taj are not offensive players. Taj is wide open twenty feet; is not shooting, and Noel can't catch a pass. So it's like you can't. You have to. You have to adapt to that. I mean, look, look. I yeah. I, I criticized Ty Lue a lot. I did, um, and then I'm looking at what he's done. yesterday. yes. yes Clippers lost last night, but that's because Kawhi just had an uncharacteristically bad game. Uh, mm, I'm going to make a comment about that. So let me let me on, jump in real you, quick here. Because, wait, wait, yeah, just just one ahead. thing, one thing on that line. And Zubac did play 22 minutes, but if you look at their starting lineup, he did not start. They started Morris at the five. Like that was an adjustment that they made, and and to take KP off the floor, meaning you have to do that in the playoffs. And and had yep. I really think, I really think if if uh, Thibodeau started topping at the five. This game is going to game six. And I'm not saying that they wouldn't lose. They would. The talent cap is still there, but you throw a wrinkle, you get in behind your fans, and you start scoring some points. And not when there's, you don't put quickly in when you're down 22. Quickly at four minutes right. and they're down 20, and then he goes in the game. Like, you need some spark. I mean, before the series, I right. talked about this offline. So the only way the Knicks win in the playoffs is if quickly emerges or top end emerges, because they don't have any other force. And you know what? You can't just. Tell Alec Burks to do isolation and expect open. All right, I'm sorry. rant over.
1: No, 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 no. So first of all, I mean, I couldn't agree more, right? The playoffs is about throw. First of all, you got to throw a little mystery, because everyone over scouts everybody else, right? So you, you know, like, and there's so many examples of this. And it's you're right. It's in the middle of the game. It's the middle of the series. And you got to be self-aware of when things are slipping away, whether it's in a game or in a series. To your point, you can't let it get to. When you're already down 20 and that that's it, right? It's too late at that point. And at least make the attempt. At least make the attempt. So like, there's so many examples, right? But uh, we don't have to. We don't have to. You know, I talked about Stevens, you know, years ago when they're playing the Bulls. They're down 0-2. Jalen Green starts. Um, Tayshawn Prince story with Detroit 0-4. Uh, but it happens every year in, in, in nuances in nuanced ways. Dallas and their title run. They started JJ Barrera, which was famous against Miami. That helped them. That, that was that was a quick uh, backcourt that. Maybe could have counter, etc., etc. The Clipper, the your, Rick Harlow thinks the Mavericks started Boban. Okay, that was a big deal. They started Boban, and the reason why they started Boban, they started Boban. They played zone to start the game against the Clippers, and they knew like we got cream the last couple of weeks. We need to throw a. Wrinkle. That was a major wrinkle, and I think what that caused was they wanted Zubac on the floor. So Clippers had a counter because because Boban was actually getting a ton of boards and, and, and rip protecting a bit. So then they throw Zubok to counter. And then the Mavericks are like, yay, thank you for throwing Zubok. We're going to pick and roll all day through Luca and like pick your poison Clippers. And then the Clippers have to counter for the next game. But that was, that's exactly what you do. It was a great little wrinkle and every team can make a wrinkle. There's no excuse. And you're absolutely right. right. If Capella is the problem, right. And you feel like Randall and Baron and everybody's getting swarmed down low. Then the counter is a spacing five to get him right. off the floor or at least get him away from the paint. That's it. <clears throat> that's your counter. And you have that. You gotta think and like and, and you're right. Is he rigid because he, he only sees Top in, in one way? Toppin's only a four, can't play the five. I don't know. But you gotta think outside no, the yeah, box. Yeah, there. Yeah, listen,
0: <clears throat> Tibbs, Tibbs, I'm telling you, Tib. Tibbs problem, I mean, even you see it, yeah. Look again, I, I it's hard to say. And again, that's what 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 people you get get you get some sort some you want you give you finger they want a hand so that's right. So that's how Nick fans right. are. I think maybe all fans are. We made the playoffs, we're happy, but now what? And so th- he's showing rigidity in a lot of ways. I mean I think so you see so we we, we spoke about this I don't know if we did it in a pod, but what Tibs saw in Alfred Payton. And it was such a interesting thing because he would play him in the beginning of the games, right? Start him in the first and third quarter. The Knicks would go down a hole and, you know, the Rose and quickly, they were much better players. And then he wouldn't play him in overtime, wouldn't play him to close out the game. So he knew that Alfred Payton was bad. Uh, he eventually did it in the playoffs, but he wouldn't change. So why? Well, it's what we talked about. He said, Oh, I only have Derek Rose and Alfred Payton as point guards. He can't think, Oh, right. I still have Frank Nilkina. Right. Nope, Frank is a wing now. I still have Alex Burchamby, right. point guard. Nope, right. he's not. Quickly, point guard. Nope, not. Meaning, so I have to play out for Peyton right. because I have no... When well, you do. You, you do. And right. by the way, right. in, in terms of top, and, like you said, it's not just Toppin. Even without Toppin, right? You say, oh, well, what if they didn't have Toppin? Well, guess what? Randall could play the five. And then you put Randall and Barrett right. at the four. There, right. there are ways to get creative that they just didn't... And, and Randall played the five in, on the Pelicans. It's not to, to everybody else. It's like, well, he doesn't play the four all year. No. He played a whole season at the five. So there's time right. to... there. I don't know. I I, I think it's it may be... You know his problem, and I think we're we're gonna have a problem. We may have a problem with tips if he doesn't learn to make adjustments. I think this well, next year. I, I'm getting ahead of myself, assuming the Knicks make the playoffs next year. But if it happens again let's talk about about the offense yeah. with the Knicks yeah. a second. Let's <laughs>
1: really, so I think you're so you're you're absolutely right when you say that you get a finger in E S yes for him. I wouldn't I wouldn't get. I think the Knicks need a, a decent dose of reality, and there's adjustments they can make to counter, right? So um, the first thing is it was a, a little fluky of a year. A little fluky. Why do I mean that? I think in particular, yeah. and I'm, I'm not going to knock I think the COVID thing, there was for two or <clears throat> that should have been better than the Knicks that weren't, and he could blame potentially COVID on it, right? And for me, that is the Celtics, the Pacers, okay. and maybe the Heat. Maybe. But at least two or three of those teams. I think if no, you the heat a regular the season. The Heat also.
0: Hold on. The Heat also. Okay,
1: so fine. I'm trying to be nice. I'm trying to be nice. So, look. No. So, then that drops you from four to seven. Okay? Or four to six. <clears> if you're not a home court team. Okay? I think in reality, the Knicks are a, a bottom playoff team. If they run it back next year and everyone's healthy, I think they're like the seven seed. Okay, if they fully run it back, and now what happens is, now that's not good, obviously, because, look, uh, happiness equals expectations minus results. So if you're expecting, right. now you're expecting <clears> them <team> to <throat> be the second round next year, and they don't, and then you know, so you're right, you're right. Here's what I would think. no 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 here's no, what no, I would no think question. About if I were the Knicks.
0: yeah. Also, so far, everybody's gonna remember, going to remember. should go Yeah, everyone's going to remember they were the four seed. I mean, they were the four seed by one game. I mean, you're not. Like it's not like they were. It it was really it was really one, two, three, and then everybody else. And you know, in terms of tiers, the Knicks were in the next tier. They were in the they were in the playoff tier, which is like including Miami. Uh, And and you could make a claim, by the way, that and not even a claim. The Washington Wizards are more talented team than the Knicks, and they were putting it together towards the second half. They're they're in the mix, Uh, right? They're in the mix, right? Exactly. So uh, so anyway. I agree with you and I think the, the, the bigger concern I have uh, in terms of this offseason is you know the Knicks had some players that played above their heads and this is when you get to the mistake of do you overpay for those players? So Reggie Bullock is an example, he's on he's a free agent, Alec Burks is a free agent, and you know, I think they may max out Alfred Payton too for, for you know, I think he'll get like eighty million over four years probably. Knowing uh probably, for Alfred Payton? I yeah, I think so. Huh. You know they want to make sure they want to make sure another team doesn't snatch him up, so I think they'll they'll make that that right, right that, of course uh,
1: that offer, yeah waiver wire right yeah they should do the same thing right. with uh they should have they they obviously regret losing Iggy Brazelis for the in the same same vein. Um,
0: <laughs> hey, I regret Iggy <laughs> No,
1: but in, so in in my opinion, in my opinion, I think what I would do I'm not going to say anything drastic. Quite frankly, um, I think you keep I, I I'm not ready to max out Randall. So the problem is, like Randall's the kind of guy for me. I keep, I max out if I'm bring, if I'm getting another star with him. But for just him solo, it makes me nervous. He had one really good year. I, I want, if I can, I don't know what his deal. Can he, can he just can I get him on for another year? I want another year. I'm okay, i tell you.
0: <clears throat> I, you know me. I know this stuff cold. Yeah. So first of all, I yeah, disagree yeah. with you wholeheartedly. Uh, but I, but I will tell you the details. So first of all, yes, of course. He not only, not only. Um, uh, can you get him for another year? He's he's under contract for it with a team option at 16 million for next year. So you don't do anything and he's on for okay. another year. And then he, so you and don't do anything. So, so
1: let's So I'm retaining, I'm not gonna say the drastic, I'm retaining Randall for another year. Okay. And then my goal, right? I'm keeping as is and I see if I could get like, if I could start, I start getting some decent value free agents at a discount. Either because they come together or they're coming to New York, right? So there's a few guys that are under the radar guys that I think they could pick up, in my opinion. And my hold on is d- before, before, you go, own before you go,
0: before you go, before yeah. you uh, go, because I because yeah. think that that premise is wrong, uh, and I'll tell you why. Right now, the Randall's in a situation. He just had one good year, okay. And you have to make it. You have to make a bet on an asset. Right now, you have the ability. It's kind of like a waiver wire. Uh, not waiver wire. It's um player option, contracts, extensions in, in, in baseball. You can sign Randall to an extension right now, okay, for four years, not that crazy of an extension. Four years at not sure. – I like meaning the max money that he would get as an unrestricted free agent next year is much more than the max money he gets now because he's not – So if you uh, – there is a, a lot of value, okay, to having a –
1: Yeah, sorry. You, you were saying yeah. it's my fault. You were saying
0: there was a lot of value. Oh, so there's a lot of value in, in getting – there's a lot of value in having a player. Even, you know, who a history of an of a all-NBA player under contract. And even even in terms of your request to get a star, you need that player to salary. And if you could – you set, sending Randall back is an asset. So I, I disagree with you. If you have the ability to sign him at a, a relatively team-friendly deal – where He's making 25 million a year, uh, you definitely do it. It's a no brainer. In fact, I think it's a massive mistake not to massive, not a small, massive.
1: yeah. yeah no, I'm not in your camp, uh, with that. I, I don't, I don't, was a, is a, is, I need to see that sustainable. And I'm taking the risk to then resign him for a crazy deal if I have to. Um, I just, if I keep running on four years 25 each and I, and the year kind of goes sideways and I miss the playoffs, I, I'm, I'm. I'm missing. I, I, I lose three years on my
0: progression. Whereas no, you don't though. Keep because one, yeah, you you still have. I mean, look. It's, there's the NBA salary cap floor. The Knicks have room for two max spaces. You need to give. It's like you know, the idea is. Let me put it this way: a first round pick, just to put the money in perspective. A, a, a number one pick in the draft is making eight. It's going to make ten million. 10. You have the ability to pay Randall twenty two million, and you're telling me yeah. that that. For your season. You Just think about the numbers. You, it's, it's it's who's better, Random? I'm not.
1: I, I'm not. It just it's it's. It, I, I feel like it was where I what I prefer doing though is like I think you could go a veteran one year team, and then and then you know again you play this one year card um, to reassess, and you hope that um, that either someone free agency or, or trade comes available. But I think there's two guys you could get for short contracts that could drastically change the team. All
0: right, let's hear. Tell me, tell me, your, tell me. your. So text. I think, tell the, me I think you
1: look at the tier two for agents. You don't look at the tier one guys. So the tier one guy obviously is like Kawhi, obviously if you get Kawhi, you go for it. But assuming the tier one guys are not available, it's, it's the Larry DeRozan combo, you know, Hey, Hey guys, you want to retire as, as a Nick, it'll be fun. Right. Um, it's guys like Goran Dragic, who's in that range. Um, you're right. You know, I would I would say guys basically other types of Randalls like you want to get two more Randalls basically and give and give Thibodeau a little more talent and now let's see what you can do with more talent. Right? But like Lowry DeRose is the one that sticks in my head. I'm not saying I do that. Now you gotta be smart, obviously, about okay, roster construction. I totally appreciate that, all that stuff. Um but to me that's like the kind of move, and then you hope that like People see then the Knicks ascend. They get to the second round. That's the goal for next year: is a second round team. And then you're
0: you're in there the trade thing. Um, as just, well. to, just just to, just to put the numbers in perspective. So if you if if Randall, I'll tell you the actual number. If Randall yeah, was yeah. gets an extension this offseason, I'll, I'll tell you he's definitely gonna. Do, they're definitely gonna do this. I think uh, he gets a four year max max extension. So it's four. It's add another four years to his contract. So he'll be with the Knicks oh. for the next five years. Four years, 116 million. So 26 million, 28 million, 30 million, and then 32, which as the salary cap goes up is actually not that much. Versus if you wait a year, okay, then you have to, if you wait a year, then, and he's good, then you wait till the 22 offseason, he gets, Elon, a, hold on, a the five.
1: T- the, the team wanted his head. The fans wanted his head last
0: year. Yeah. Everyone I I'm, was like, I believe it. I believe the progression. I think he got better. He I,
1: got I'm better not, from I, three. I would, so my, so, my claim is I want to see him with two similar stars and see what that team looks like before making a decision. Because right now, I don't want to make a decision where it's like, hey, this is Randall as the number one guy. It looks a little different. I want to see how does he play as either a third banana or still a 1A, 1B, 1C, or even want to call it situation where it's like a fun little veteran team. I
0: I, I, I need to see that. I, I'm, I'm willing. To, I think it's – Okay, so I'll say it like this: I think you're more of a risk not signing him than signing him. All right, my friend. No, you're uh, you're 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 gambling. Yeah. Well, look, you're you're gambling on the fact. Yeah. I think we got okay, my okay. friend. Well, but we there's That's more fine. to talk about. We got to go. This is, I think, a good conclusion on, on the Knicks in relation mm-hmm. to where we go. I think it's a good debate. I I I, I will say this. Whether we debate it or not, I'm, I'm, I'm 90% sure it's in, in certainty they're going to do it. I don't know if you agree or disagree. Yeah. Uh, yeah. All right. Well, look, I'll let
1: you go. I'll, I'll have my final thoughts solo. Okay. But, finish uh, it off.
0: All right. Thanks, man. Yeah.
1: All right. Take care.
0: Yeah. Look, my, my
1: final thoughts on this are I I, I personally think um, the, the Knicks retain Randall for a year. They look to get – Two other similar veterans on shorter contracts, nothing more than two years. I got to look at who else is a big free agent at what time. The Knicks are all, all about timing things, which is the right move. Get two guys in the DeRoz. Let's say they get Rose on a ladder. Let's say those are the guys. Um, and you can tell me, oh, Barrett and Rose is a bad mix. Fine. So one starts, you know, DeRozan can play six man. That's okay. You can still retain Rose, right, potentially. Um, but you just restructure. You try to retain the guys that you can for a decent salary. You're basically adding DeRozan and Lowry to the current rotation, and that team should be a second-round team with some interest. And that's what you do. You just got to keep ascending slowly until you hit the right pieces. All right, everybody, take care.